because just, uh, you're suffering a delay in your plans, it means that you are not in the place where you're supposed to be. Because there is something that is called divine interruptions. When God is going to interrupt your plans, when God is going to intervene in your life for three reasons. Reason number one, why God is going to interrupt your plans is because God wants you to show His love to other people. All right? Reason number two, why God is going to interrupt your life is because God wants to give you something better. And reason number three, why God is going to interrupt your life is because um, God wants to deliver you from an accident. And we're going to see these three reasons this morning. But before to start, let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Father in heaven, thank you so much for the privilege you gave us to come here and to worship your name. Father, we ask and we are begging you for the presence of your Holy Spirit. Lord, we came this morning to listen to your voice, not to words of any man. So, Father, that's why we are asking that the one speaking through me can be the Holy Spirit. Help us, Lord, to receive this message and help us to walk in the light that you're going to show us today. We ask in the name of Jesus. Amen. So, do you guys remember reason number one, why God is going to interrupt your plans in your life? To show what? Yeah, like God wants us to show, um, God wants us to show his love to someone. And you know that this was very marked in the life of Jesus. In, in Luke chapter 18, we have a story of Jesus. Jesus is going on his way to Jericho. And his disciples are going with him and a group of followers. And this man, he was like by the road. He was a blind man. And he heard about Jesus. And he knew that this man called Jesus was uh, able to perform miracles. So this guy, when he heard that Jesus was walking by, he was just like, like yelling, Jesus, son of David, have mercy of me. But the people, they were walking with Jesus. They were trying to just to shut him up. And he would just, just be quiet. But this guy, he was, he was even like crying out even louder. Like, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And you know that Jesus didn't say like, oh, oh mate, you know, I have to go to Jericho. I'm late. No, no, no. Jesus was able to be or, or was willing to be interrupted to help these men and to show these men God's Love. Jesus didn't have that attitude of like, you know what, don't bother me. In another occasion, let's go to the book of Mark. Mark chapter 5. Let's open our Bibles in Mark chapter 5, verse 21 to 24. And we're going to see another occasion in where when Jesus was interrupted. Mark chapter 5, verses 21 to 24. Are you there? Yeah, it says, Now when Jesus had crossed over again by boat to the other side, 
a great multitude gathered to him, and he was by the sea. And behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue came, Jairus by name, and when he saw him, he fell at his feet and begged him earnestly, saying, My little daughter lies at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her, that she may be healed, and she will live. So Jesus went with him, and a great multitude followed him and thrown him. Jesus was able to, or was willing to be interrupted to go with Jairus and heal his daughter and to show this family God's love for them. John chapter 2 tells us the first miracle that Jesus performed. What was the first miracle that Jesus performed? He turned water into wine. And I just imagine, you know, like Jesus, his time hasn't come yet to be like uh, he was the Messiah, but his time, he, his appointed time hasn't, hasn't come yet. And I just imagine Jesus just talking with the people there at the wedding, and then all of a sudden Mary, his mother, came and told him, hey, Jesus, we need you to do something. And Jesus was interrupted, and he performed the first miracle at the wedding, even though it wasn't, uh, or his time hasn't come Yet, you know that Jesus didn't have this attitude of like, oh, I wish people don't disturb me. Oh, I have so many plans to do that I just wish to have like a quiet, a quiet night. You know, there was, a, uh, there was a, a lady. She went to buy some groceries and then she came home and she was planning to buy something online. So she was trying to find the article. She found the article and then she decided to buy it, but she was, she was needing her credit card. So she looked in her purse, couldn't find it. So she looked into the bags, couldn't find it. So she went into the car, she was looking in the car, couldn't find the credit card. So she went back into the house, she emptied her purse, couldn't find it. So she decided to call the shops where she was, like, uh, where she was before, she called the, sh the, the shops, and they said, like, no, we don't have, uh, or we haven't seen any credit card. So, well, at the end, she decided to call the bank to cancel the credit card. So she called the bank, and on the other, on the other side of the line, a lady answered the phone, and she was, like, sobbing. She was, like, kind of crying. So this lady that called to cancel the credit card asked her, like, are you, are, are you okay? The lady on the, other, on, on the other line said, like, look, I'm so sorry. Like, I had to answer the call, but I'm, I'm, I'm not okay. But if I don't answer the call, I can be fired. But the thing is, I just received a message, a text from my husband saying that he wants to get divorced. And I'm so sorry, but I, yeah, I'm so sorry. Please don't tell my manager. The lady that called um, to the bank, she started to... To share, with, or to share with this lady that she went through a similar experience many, many years ago and, and how God intervened in her marriage and how God saved her marriage. And they were talking, they were talking like for, for 30 minutes. And at the end, they prayed together because the other lady, she found out she was a Christian as well. They prayed together. She, they hung up 
And then she was like, oh, snap, I forgot to, to cancel my credit card. But then she moved the purse, and guess what fell on the ground? The credit card. As if though, like, God was hitting the credit card on purpose in order for her to comfort the lady at the bank. Sometimes, friends, sometimes maybe God is going to hide things from our eyes. Maybe we're not going to find the keys because maybe God is trying to protect us from a car accident. Or maybe we're going to go to a, maybe a, a wrong way because God is trying to protect us from a danger. It may not always be for our benefit when God interrupts our plans, when God interrupts our, our lives and we suffer delays. It may not be always for our benefit, but, but, but for the benefit of others. We may never realize how just like a, a simple smile helps someone else. How the simple, hey, God bless you, help someone else. How just maybe just holding the door so someone can come in through help that person. You know, it's not always about our plans. It's not always about us. It's always about God's advancing God's kingdom. Reason number two, why God is going to interrupt our lives is because God wants us to give us something better. Maybe the things we're asking for is just too small. And God wants to give us something better. True story happened back home. This lady was like early 40s. She has been praying for many, many, many years for a husband. Many, many years. Like she, she wanted to get married. And she was praying for a husband. Uh, at the end, she just gave up. And she was just like, you know what, God? I tried to pray. I tried the Christian thing. I'm going to find a husband by my own. So she went online to these uh, websites that you can meet people. And she found, she found a guy. She found, um, she found a guy. And they, they decided to, to go on a date. Um, they decided to go on a date. So this lady just like dressed up nicely. And she was driving on the highway. And then on the highway, she, she got like a, a flat tire. And then she just pulled over uh, on the side of the road. And she was really, really, really angry at God. And she was like, how dare you? How dare you? I've been praying for many years, asking you for, for, for a good husband, for a godly guy. And now that I'm possibly uh, like have a this day finding this guy, how dare you to, to, to crush my plans? A guy that was driving uh, on the highway saw like, the, the desperation of this lady, and, she, and he pulled over, and he was like, hey, what, what's going on? So this lady explained to him, hey, I, had a, uh, I, ha I have an appointment, I have this flat tire, and I don't, I don't have a spare tire. Uh, so the guy was like, look, don't worry, I have a spare tire, I can, I can change the tire, so you can go. So in the meantime, when this guy was changing the tire, they started talking, and they realized that they were uh, from the same, same faith, same faith, and they were like attending different churches, but they were living in the same city. Just like someone was coming to Gosford, and someone was, uh, the lady was going to the Haven Church. Uh, some, uh, so 
uh, the guy said, hey, now that we like know that we're going attending this, that we attend are attending the same church, um, why don't you why don't you come over next week and give me the the tire back? So she agreed, and to make the long story short, then she realized that the guy that she was going to to meet that day didn't show up, and these two guys ended up getting married, happily married, serving the Lord in the church. And every single day, this lady thanks God for that flat tire. Every single day, God, thank you for that flat tire. So ladies, next time you have a flat tire, pray hard, right? You need to pray really hard. Okay, Um, you know... um, It says, the steps and delays of a Christian are ordained by the Lord. The steps and delays of a Christian are ordained by the Lord. You know that in John, in John chapter 11, talks about the sickness, death, and resurrection of Lazarus. And you know the story, you know the story very well. You know that Lazarus was sick and Mary and Martha, they, they, sent, they, they, they sent a messenger to Jesus saying, hey, go to Jesus and tell him that the guy whom he loved is sick. Tell him. So the messenger went and, and told Jesus that Lazarus was sick. But you know the story. What did Jesus do? Let's go to John chapter 11, verse 6. John chapter 11 Verse 6. John chapter 11, verse 6. It says, So when he heard that he was sick, he stayed for two, for two more days in the place where he was. What did Jesus do? He stayed two more days. You know that in other versions says that Jesus sat down? That when Jesus heard that the friend whom he loved was sick, he sat down. Jesus, don't sit down when I'm facing financial problems. Jesus, don't sit down when my marriage is about to be destroyed. Jesus, don't sit down when I'm facing the biggest problems of my life. But you know that maybe Jesus sat down because maybe Jesus was thinking what, what he was going to do. Do you know that Mary and Martha, they were thinking about a healing, but Jesus was thinking about a resurrection. They, in their minds, they were like, oh, we want, we want like Jesus to heal my brother. But Jesus was thinking about a resurrection. Next time we're facing problems, let's think and let's remember that Jesus, that the Father is sitting on the throne working for our good. Jesus, you know, like God never, is never late, is never early, but always on time. He's always 
on time. Maybe the things we are praying for may not be, uh, may not be happening. Maybe it seems that the marriage is going to break. Maybe it seems that healing will never come. But let's remember that God is on the throne, sitting, working for our good. Reason number three, why God is going to intervene in our lives, why God is going to interrupt our plans and we're going to suffer delays and interruptions, is because God wants to protect us from a danger. You know, someone, says, someone said, God's delays are always liberations. God's delays are always liberations. So there's a reason why that door, that door is closed. You know that after the, um, the, the terrorist attack in, in America in September 11, um, a guy, he was like a host in a TV show, he decided to, to call all the survivors from the, from the oh, not all, but some of the survivors, that they were like working in the towers, but they, he was asking them why they didn't show up that day. And you know that most, or all of them, they said that there was something going on and there was like an interruption in their lives that day that saved them. For example, one guy was saying that that day, uh, the kinder was the first day for his kid uh, in the kin- kindergarten. And the, ki- and the kid was crying and crying and crying that he has to stay five minutes extra to calm his kid, his kid down in order for him to go to school. And because of that, he was late to go to work. Another person said that, that the alarm didn't go off. Another person missed the bus. Another person was stuck in traffic because there was an accident. Another person was saying that um, he was living in some apartments, and on, and on the bottom of the apartment, they had like a restaurant, and he was always going every morning to have a breakfast there. And, and at the end, uh, he was like eating something, and he spilled something on, on, his, on his shirt that he had to go back to his apartment to, to get a new shirt, and that's, that's why he was late to work. One that really like, um, it was really amazing was like what this guy uh, was always like going to, to work and he was walking. And this time, or this day, this guy bought new shoes. And he was walking, but then the new shoes made some blisters on his foot. And he had to stop at the chemist and get a band-aid. And because of that, he was saved in the, uh, from, the, from the terrorist attack of uh, September 11. Next time we are stuck in traffic, or next time we are suffering a delay or, delay or an interruption in our lives, let's remember that maybe God is trying to protect us from a danger. This, uh, this week, I think it was like two days ago, I was, like, I was at the gym just running, and I was listening to, to a sermon from Doug Batchelor, and he was telling a story that one time his father, maybe some of you have heard the story, his father was going to go to to, I don't know, a, a certain city in America, but he missed the flight. And he was angry, and he was like, oh, I missed my flight. Unfortunately, unfortunately that flight um, crashed. There was, a, 
There was a brother around 80 years old. He was good Christian, good Christian in good health. And he was fixing something on the roof of his house. And this guy uh, was carrying something on the roof. But the thing that he was carrying, it was heavier than he, than he thought. And unfortunately, this guy just fell from the roof straight into the bathroom and just smashed his jaw in one of the cabinets in the bathroom. They took him into the hospital and they, they helped him there. Everything was fine. But then they said, you know, let's just make like an x-ray just to see if everything is fine. So they did the x-ray and they found out that one of the arteries leading to the brain was 98% plugged. This guy was like a, just like a little bit more, and this guy would have died maybe of a stroke of a, or of a of heart attack. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying that God, that God caused him to, to, to fall from the roof. But God was able even to use that to save these man's life. Let's go to the book of Romans, the last verse. Romans chapter 8, verse 28. Romans chapter 8, verse 28. It says, And we know that all things work together for good. And that word, like, that word, like all things, includes the bad things as well. And I'm not saying that God is causing or the author of the bad things, but God somehow, in His mercy, in His wisdom, He's able to use those bad things and transform those bad things for our good. It says, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to to his purpose. You know, there was, there was a guy, there was a, a king, and this king had a servant, and they were always like going to hunt. And this in the kingdom, everyone knew this servant because this servant was a, was a, a person that, who, who fears God. And every, 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 everything, every time that something bad happened, this servant was saying, God is in control. He knows what he's doing. If something bad was happened, he was saying this. If someone, something good was happened, the servant was saying it's the same. God is in control. He knows what he's doing. You know that one time, they, they, the servant and the king, they went to hunt. And they were just hiding, waiting for the prey. But all of a sudden, just a lion jumped onto the king. And the king was like the king was so quick that he the only thing he was able to do was just to, to put his hands in front of his face and that the, 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 the lion plucked the little finger out of the king's hand when the servant saw that the king was being attacked he just ran towards the lion grabbed the lion from the back and stabbed the lion several times and ki and killed the lion then the king then, then the servant helped the king and then he said, oh, praise God. God is in control. He knows what he's doing. 
the king was really angry and was really upset and he was like how dare you don't you see that my little finger is missing and the, and the servant was like really scared and he was like king I, I, I don't know I don't know the only thing I know is that God is in control that he knows what he's doing and the king was just furious and he was like explain to me if God was in control why he allowed my little finger to be missing the servant didn't know to, to, what to say. The only thing that he said again, he said, I don't know, but God is in control. He knows what he's doing. The king was really angry and when they got into the palace, they, he sent these servants straight to jail for several months. Then the king was again hunting with his kid and some of the servants. This time, a tribe of Indians went where the king was captured the king, his son and the other servants, they left, they ran away, but these tribe of Indians, they used to do human sacrifices. And they captured the king, and they, were, they went to, to their village, and they were about to sacrifice the king to appease the anger of their gods. And when they about, they were about to kill the, the, the king, the chief of, the, of the, the Indians said, stop the sacrifice. Stop the sacrifice because we cannot offer our God to this king because he's, he has a defect in his, in his hand. He's missing the little finger. So they released the king. And the king was just running really happy towards the palace. And he went straight to the jail and he was talking to the servant. You know, I know now that God was in control, that God knew what he was doing because he saved my life. And he told the story to the servant. And the servant was just happy. But the king was like, you know, I, have, I still have a question. I know that God knew what he was doing. I know that he was in control, but I still have a question. Why if God knew what was going to happen, why God allow you to be in prison for so long? The servant just smiled and he said, King, if I wouldn't be here, I wouldn't be there out there like hunting with you. And King, I have all my Brothers and sisters, next time, next time our plans are delayed, next time our plans are interrupted, let's remember that God is in control and that He knows what He's doing and that God is on the throne working for our behalf. God is going to interrupt your plans for three reasons, because He wants to show His love to others because he wants to give you something better or because maybe he is saving you from a danger. God bless you.